Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. And you were you were in it to win it. I can get behind that. What's your plan? Don't die. Okay, understood. But beyond that, don't die. We survive. That's just what we do. I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to Survivor, presented by Season Gap Fantasy Football. I'm Magna Mills, and I'm here with an update to help you make your NFL Survivor and Eliminator picks for Week 14. Find us wherever you get your podcast by searching for Seize the Gap. We're on social media at Seize the Gap FF, and you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please take a second to comment, like, follow, rate, subscribe, even just do one of those things if you could. Helps us out a lot. Helps other people find the show. We really appreciate it. Let's start with the weather. Who I once again running pretty good here. There's really only one game that concerns me. That's the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills game. Good news, bad news here. Bad news is that you're probably looking at a mix of rain and snow with temperatures right around freezing. But the good news is there'll hardly be any wind. We do have chance of rain in the Eagles at Giants game and the Ravens at Steelers games. And it will probably rain a bit during the Bucks at 49ers game. Winds in that one are up to around 10 miles an hour. I really think the only concern for Survivor Leagues is the Bills game. If game conditions get ugly, that could lead to less points being scored, which will theoretically give the Jets a better chance to pull off the upset. I'm not fading the Bills based on this alone or anything, but if you get down to the Bills and one other team, I might consider the weather as maybe the tie-breaking factor. We looked at the biggest favorites of Week 14 a few days ago. Now it's time to check back in as we're hitting the weekend to see if there have been any major changes. At the top, we have the Dallas Cowboys, 17-point favorites at home versus the Houston Texans. Then we have the Buffalo Bills, 10-point favorites at home versus the New York Jets. Then we have the Kansas City Chiefs, nine-point favorites at home versus the Denver Broncos. Then we have the Philadelphia Eagles, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Giants. The Las Vegas Raiders were a six-point favorite at the Los Angeles Rams on Thursday night football, and uh, they got Baker. If you took them, I'm sorry, man. That that sucks for you. And finally, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home versus the Cleveland Browns. Really just a couple of minor differences here from earlier in the week. Uh, no new teams on the list are dropping off. And as far as the line movement, there are only three teams who have seen their line move by at least one point so far. We've got exactly three teams, in fact, who have saw their line move by exactly one point. The Philadelphia Eagles went from six and a half point favorites to seven and a half point favorites. The Detroit Lions went from a one point favorite to a two point favorite at home versus the Minnesota Vikings. And the Bills went from a nine point favorite to a 10 point favorite. Again, probably not anything actionable here from a survivor standpoint, but I do find it interesting that the Lions are favored over the Vikings. I believe that line has crept up all the way to Detroit minus two and a half at one point before coming back down to two here. So I think it's interesting because I had the Vikings being the slight favorite in that game. And it's always interesting when Vegas is kind of the on the opposite side of the kind of public sentiment here, whereas, you know, I think 70% of people in pick'em leagues are taking the Vikings to win. So it, it definitely seems to be a case where the Sharps and the public are on different sides of the matchup here. Now let's briefly review any major injuries that could impact our survivor picks this week. At the top, nothing new for Dallas. Left tackle Tyron Smith could return at some point soon, but he remains out. Davis Mills is starting at quarterback for the Houston Texans, who will be without wide receivers Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, and they'll be without rookie cornerback Derek Stingley. Yikes. For the Bills, left tackle Deion Dawkins and linebacker Matt Milano are both questionable, but I would expect both to play. 
Mike White is going to once again start at quarterback for the Jets, and I don't expect running back Michael Carter to be back this week. The Kansas City Chiefs are getting healthier. Defensive lineman Frank Clark is questionable with an illness, but I'd expect him to play. Wide receiver Kadarius Toney is basically a game-time decision, but even if he plays, I think it's just for a handful of snaps. On the other side of the ball, the Broncos continue to be a train wreck, and they'll be without wide receiver Cortland Sutton this week. Nothing new on the injury front for the Philadelphia Eagles. While on the other side of the ball, the New York Giants have defensive lineman Leonard Williams listed as doubtful and running back Saquon Barkley listed as questionable. Everybody acts like Barkley's guaranteed to play, but it is a neck injury. I'm a little bit worried here. It looks like Williams is definitely out. Barkley were to join him. Any kind of doubts I'd have about the Eagles would go away and they'd shoot up even a little bit higher in my survivor rankings for the week, but probably won't know that until almost lock time on Sunday morning around 1130. And the Bengals should get Joe Mixon back this week. Looks like he's cleared the concussion protocol, but they'll be without tight end Hayden Hurst. Wide receiver T. Higgins popped up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Again, Scuttlebutt says he's going to play, but I don't think it's a guarantee. Definitely worth noting. Uh, the Browns are going to get David Njoku back to tight end, but now wide receiver Amari Cooper is questionable with a hip injury he suffered in practice Thursday, and he's looking like a legitimate game-time decision. The Seahawks are playing games with their injury report. Running backs Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas are both game-time decisions. My guess is neither one of them play, as far as I can tell. Neither have practiced all week. Who knows? Travis Homer and Tony Jones have probably split the job without them. On the other side of the ball, the Panthers are fairly healthy coming out of the bye. Once again, starting Sam Donald at quarterback. For the Tennessee Titans, Traylon Burks is out, leaving them with precious few options on offense. Other side of the ball, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence missed multiple practices with a toe injury this week, but he's expected to start. But again, wouldn't surprise me if he's a bit limited. A couple of takeaways here. Again, the Giants without Saquon Barkley, I think, what is their offense at that point? I mean, they're already down to Darius Slayton as their number two option. It, uh, any, yeah, I'm a little worried about the Eagles this week. I could see this being a bit of a trap game, but if the Giants didn't have Barkley, then I am all in on the birds this week. The Rams' performance against the Raiders makes the Seahawks' struggles against the Rams last week a little bit more palatable to take here, but I'm still a bit concerned. Uh, we'll talk about Seattle a bit more in a minute here. And I'm not wild about using the Titans this week, especially without Burks, but I think Trevor Lawrence's toe injury kind of balances out for me. Even without Burks, now you have the Jaguars maybe limited on the other side of the ball. Doesn't need to be a high-scoring affair. Plays more to the Titans' strengths here with a lean on Derrick Henry to get it done. You know, and it's worth noting that even though Trevor Lawrence didn't miss any time against the Lions last week, his injury came on the last play of the first half, was back out there in the second half, but did not look particularly good when he was playing. So make of that what you will. Now it's time to break down the ownership, the usage in Survivor Leagues for week 14. I'm going to give you the most owned, the most used teams in ESPN and Yahoo Survivor Contest for this week. We'll do ESPN first. Over on ESPN, at the top, we have the Tennessee Titans used on 25% of Eliminator entries versus the Jaguars. At number two, we have the Dallas Cowboys used on 18% of entries versus the Houston Texans. At number three, we have the Minnesota Vikings used on 11% of entries at the Detroit Lions. At number four, we have the Buffalo Bills used on 10% of entries versus the New York Jets. At number five, we have the Cincinnati Bengals used on 6% of entries versus the Cleveland Browns. And at number six, we have the Philadelphia Eagles used on 4% of Eliminator entries at the New York Giants. 
And for the record, these Seattle Seahawks are used on 3% of entries. Let's move over to Yahoo, where we see Seattle at the top, 34.2% used at home versus the Carolina Panthers. Tennessee Titans are at number two, used on 18.1% of entries versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. At number three, we have the Dallas Cowboys, used on 17.3% of entries versus the Houston Texans. At number four, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, used on 11.4% of entries at the Los Angeles Rams. At number five, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, used on 10.3% of entries versus the Cleveland Browns. At number six, we have Kansas City Chiefs, used on 6.2% of entries at the Denver Broncos. And finally, we have the Buffalo Bills at number seven, used on 5.9% of entries versus the New York Jets. For me, Dallas remains the undisputed. Smoke them if you got them play for this week. What really jumps out here, though, is the differences in usage for Seattle and Minnesota. It kind of makes me wonder, are some people just going against Carolina still based on how bad they were early in the season? They've pretty much been a tough out, a lot like the Atlanta Falcons, since they fired Matt Rule. Again, I don't mind Seattle here, but I think the injury to Kenneth Walker has to be a thing too. I mean, Travis Homer's fine or whatever, but that's the bread and butter for the Seahawks. I don't like it if they're going to have to be a throw first team here. I'm definitely a little bit worried. I did have Seattle as my deep pick this week. I'm standing by it, but I did not expect them to be nearly this highly used. I mean, that's why it was a deep pick. And again, I think that's reflected in the fact that, you know, you have them as the most used team over on Yahoo, and yet they're checking as seventh over on ESPN. So they'll be a bit all over the place this week. Minnesota at 11% on ESPN is very interesting. Again, I talked about it earlier. Sometimes these games where the, the public is pretty heavily on one side, even though the other team is actually favored. I do think that Minnesota is definitely a better team than the Lions, but I kind of learned that Vegas tends to be right on these more often than not. So I'm going to proceed with caution. It's not going to be a game I go to unless I absolutely have to. I think I would also fall on the Minnesota side, but I wouldn't love it. You know, there's no real right answer there as far as the whole week. I think you want to eat the chalk here if you can. You want Dallas, Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, or Cincinnati. If you have, you know, if at all possible, I'm not. If you only have one left, don't make this the week to save them. You know, if you want to dig down and try to figure out the right answer between, say, Seattle, Tennessee, and Minnesota, I think whichever one is going to be the least used in your particular contest is the right one. So go check out the other remaining entries. Try to figure out who they have left in pretty much just if you're going to be flipping a coin, what you want to do is at least not be flipping the same coin as everybody else. So that's the way I would kind of approach that because uh, the other couple of games here, I can't really... Find a strong lean. You've got Miami at the Chargers. You got the Bucks at the 49ers. And you have the Patriots at the Cardinals. If you had to put a gun to my special agent Johnson here, my instinct would be to go with Miami, especially if left tackle Taron Armstead plays. This is more a pick against the Chargers, who have just underperformed for me in Survivor over the past few years than it is an endorsement of the Dolphins. But if I had to pick that coin flip, I'd probably be on the Dolphins' side. In the 49ers Bucks game, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant is a three and a half point favorite, making his first career start against Tom Brady, who just had that crazy comeback on Monday Night Football. Again, if you force me, I'd probably take the Niners here just straight up to win, but I'm avoiding that game if at all possible. And then that New England at Arizona game is just, I mean, does anybody really have a feel for either of those two teams? 
They're all over the damn place. Arizona's finally healthy. New England can't seem to figure out what their identity on offense is outside of Rashad Steve outside of Ramondre Stevenson. So again, I think that's an avoid if you can. If you put it on me, I guess I would go with the Patriots. But of the three, that's probably the one I would be working the hardest to avoid, if at all possible. That was it. Thanks again for checking out this week 14 Survivor Update presented by CCGAP Fantasy Football. To hear our more in-depth thoughts on week 14, check out the original week 14 episode we posted earlier in the week. You can find that wherever you're checking this out. Please remember to do the like, comment, follow, subscribe thing. Yeah, it helps us out. We appreciate it. Hey, do what you got to do. Follow the plan. Get lucky. Come back here next week for our week 15 Survivor Picks. Even if you win the league, come back, have a beer. You know, enjoy. Uh, let us know that you won your league. Good luck to everybody this week. This has been Survivor, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts and do not reflect the views of other individuals, entities, or organizations. All team names and logos are trademarks of the NFL and their respective teams and organizations. Thanks again for checking us out. Please remember to like and subscribe. Good luck to you in all of your Survivor leagues and contests. We'll see you next time.